0: Fred Film Radio, Venice Film Festival, Italy. Hello, everybody. How's it going? My name is Billy the Kid. No. Welcome to a new episode of... Big Fred Venice from the 79th Venice International Film Festival. I was only kidding when I said that I was Billy the Kid. I'm actually Matt Micucci. I don't know if you got that. (laughs) Hey, Dan. So uh, we are at the 79th Venice International Film Festival. We've been doing interviews all day, and we literally just finished. I was so... uh, It's not that you're tired. It's just you kind of get... You kind of get uh, restless, you know, so it, it becomes difficult to kind of put two words together. So that, that's kind of what I just experienced. I'm totally going to improvise what I will be talking about today uh, because I have no idea what's been screening aside from the films that I've actually watched. So but yeah, as you've come to know, I think by now, these dailies are kind of just a bit of a bit of banter. And just, you know, to kind of make you feel as if you're part of what's actually happening here at the uh, oldest and most prestigious film festival in the world. Um, I have no support either, and we'll have to be making it short. So uh, I'm going to begin with a film from Horizonti, the, uh, of course, uh, I guess sidebar um, section of the festival. Very interesting. You can find, you can see... Very interesting films at it, including Victim, which is by Mikhail Blasko, who I'd already interviewed years ago. Uh, And he returns to kind of familiar grounds of this film because it's a film film that really covers topics of immigration, of discrimination, and specifically focuses on the story of a Ukrainian woman and her son who uh, live in, uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know where they live. Okay. So I'm going to have to look it up. I know this is not fun, folks, but I really am doing the best that I can. So, uh, victim... Let's see what Google says. Google says... 2022... Okay. The last victim... Okay. It's not... That's not that film, so... The last victim is a 2021 American neo-Western crime thriller. No. Let's see, Blasco... Okay, so we're on to something, folks. This is the synopsis. When the son of Ukrainian immigrant Irina is attacked, the whole city stands up in solidarity with her family and condemns their Roma neighbors, who allegedly committed the crime. But soon, another truth starts to emerge. Obed is a suspenseful drama about a woman seeking justice in a racist society, torn between family and the search for the truth. So that's the story. I found it to be very, very good. It really reminded me of the Romanian new wave style. You know, those films that really seek realism, but they do have, a sto- have quite a conventional story with a beginning, middle, and an end. But the ending is open-ended because uh, there's no good guys or bad guys. There's just gray shades of everything. And it's not 50 shades of gray, but it's close to it. And, um, and yeah, it's a very intimate story, very dramatic, and I thought it was very... Uh, important to tell because it sort of uh, looks at the different kind of challenges that we face in terms of discrimination but also the ways in which personal events are used to create kind of a chain reaction that becomes something bigger than the protagonists of said event will ever have predicted. So, uh, very interesting, especially in light of what's happening today. I did speak with the, uh, with the, uh, director, Mikhail Blasco, whom I'd already talked with in Carlo vivari And I think I already said this at the beginning of the daily, but hopefully you just tuned in to see what, I, what the heck I'm talking about. Uh, and that's it that's the film that was my review of it now what's next I don't know I honestly don't know can I get any suggestions of films that I can talk about I don't know if I can talk about The Eternal Daughter can I talk about The Eternal Daughter I think it's embargoed I have no idea what I can talk about what can I talk about I don't know I don't know I can't think of anything can anybody help me what are the big films that I've been screening in, uh, in Venice oh come on please give me, give me a hand I'm all alone what are the interviews that were done yesterday <laughs> this is awful <laughs> this is the worst one yet okay I'll tell you what I'll tell you what you know screw everything we're gonna go this way we're going to talk about some of the films from the parallel and independent sections. I just realized that I've been asked... I was uh, kindly asked to review a film about, from a, a strand that we never mention. Do you know what that is? Notti not Veneziane, which actually translates to Venetian Nights. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's called Spacca Ossa. I was asked to review this in English, to, to say something about it in English. So, this is what I'm falling back on right now. It's by... Uh, Vincenzo Pirotta, Right? And, uh, yeah. Let me see if I can find a synopsis of it. Uh, synopsis... Because I don't like to do the synopsis myself. Um, everything you need to know. All right, so... It's just set in Palermo. That's what I can tell you. And it really, you know, it's set among the. I, I can't find a god a damn thing on on Google. I don't know what it's doing, but it's basically what the film is about. It's about uh, insurance scams in the south of Italy, uh, perpetrated by lower class people. What I really liked about this film was that it really does give like a depiction of real life in the streets in the more impoverished parts of just Italy and uh, and it looks at, at a specific topic but really there's a universal side to it when it comes to just observations on human nature and how people connect but also um, kind of this is I'm going to get real deep with this because I was asked to review it and I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I do it justice. This is what I find is one of the most interesting aspects of the best Italian films. They tend to focus on individuals who are forced to do immoral things in order to survive or prosper within an immoral um, environment. And this is the case with this film. Yes, there are some baddies who a particular you know they you can't mistake them for goodies but a lot of these car the characters in this film's backos uh, are just you know they're they're nice guys, but they just need to do bad things or scams or just the wrong thing in order to survive. So I, I actually thought that it was uh, quite good in its uh, representation of it. It gets lost along the way, so it's not a perfect film. And uh, But it, you almost get an impression that you, they kind of had to do, they kind of had to make some stylistic decisions just because, you know. They wanted to make it, and they probably didn't have loads of means at their disposal. But yeah, I appreciate the vision, so uh, at least they gave me something to talk about on this daily. So even for just that, I appreciate it. Like I'm making a decision now to talk about the only film that I, the only other film that I can talk about, and hopefully I'll be forgiven for it, even if it's embargoed, because I, 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 I only have great things to say about it. So I'm going to be talking about The Eternal Daughter by Joanna Hogg. Uh, we, I just interviewed Tilda Swinton and Joanna Hogg if you can call it an interview I just asked them a question and then they had to re- rush off so it was really funny to watch them kind of just sprint in here and then sprint back out because they just didn't have the time you need to get ready for that red carpet and actually now that I come to think of it it's probably screening right now because we were just watching Tilda Swinton on that red carpet and she looked great she's awesome now I she's great and just to be in her present presence was inspiring. Uh, the Eternal Daughter, definitely one of the best films I've seen at this festival, uh, along with the, the Banshees of Anna Sharon, It's really uh, the top top film for me. I mean, if I was to n- not watch any other films uh, at this festival, I can go home happy just because I saw these ones. Very two very dark films, but in different ways. This film by Joanna Hogg. It kind of revolves around a trip that a mother and a daughter decide to kind of uh, go on in this haunted hotel in what appears to be uh, the British countryside, but really in a nameless place. And uh, we just had a disturbance from Filippo, Gu- Filippo Guarna, the only guy who can possibly give something to this show, uh, can also destroy it, apparently. And now... <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, the eternal daughter, yeah. So, uh, they take a trip to this apparently haunted hotel where the daughter, who's, I'm guessing, in her, around her 50s, and her elderly mother go there. The, the elderly mother used to live there. She's got lots of memories. And the whole point of them going back there is because the daughter is a filmmaker who's trying to make a movie that's kind of based on her memories of the past attached to this house. I don't want to say too much about it, but I should mention that it's billed as a ghost story, uh, kind of mystery suspense drama. Um, But if you're familiar with Joanna Hogg's films, and I am, and I love them, they're not genre movies. They're very profound studies of just... um, Real, real emotions in life and just the way people carry on about their ways. But a very important. Um, another thing that I identify with Joanna Hogg is just her amazing way to film spaces, which is why she's kind of like, I guess regarded as one of the top architectural uh, filmmakers in the world. Uh, and if you watch a film like... Um, the eternal daughter you see that this imposing building of this hotel really makes is, is a character in the movie but even more importantly Tilda Swinton the great Tilda Swinton ba- plays a double role of mother and daughter and she's great I mean she doesn't overact she's finely attuned to what she's doing it's a really sophisticated performance but just with nuances that really allow you to understand and even believe the differences between the mother and the daughter character. Now, I won't get into it too much, but I will say this. If you're expecting for jump scares just because you read It's a Ghost Story, you're way off, my friend. But if you're looking for an intense experience that's going to make you feel something about your own life, because at the end of the day, this film talks about something that we've all experienced, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, it's really about mourning the way I see it. So... Uh, you will see that it's super, super intense and, and a great movie. So well done, Joanna Hogg. Uh, all right. So anything else that we can talk about? Well, I can mention the folks that were actually in here that we interviewed today. So one of them was, uh, well, I did talk about uh, Joanna Hogg until this wasn't really an interview, but at least they were in here. So I got to mention them. Uh, then we had interviews from the following films. Dead for a Dollar which apparently is a western and it's apparently by Walter Hill no it's not apparently by it's by him I don't know and he's getting a career achievement award and you know what what we're gonna do today is a little little segment I like to call IMDB time yes it's IMDB time IMDB time on Big Fred Venice boop alright now we're gonna go uh, and check out what a oh my goodness! What Arthur Hill has done, and whether we like the films that he has done. All right, something. Federica from behind the phone is looking like something's up. What is it? What is going on? If there's something happening. Okay, so let me see what what he's actually done. Okay, first of all, the first guy to come up is. Arthur Hill, but we're talking about Walter. What is his... Am I getting his name wrong? Yeah, it's Walter. Walter Hill. I said Arthur Hill. Okay. That goes to show that I'm not that big a fan of his. I'm sorry. What has he done? The Warriors. Okay. We all like the Warriors. 48 Hours. Oh, goodness gracious. Streets of Fire. Are you joking me? Another 48 Hours. There wasn't enough, there's not enough hours in, the, in a week, folks. If what, if what if they'd done another of those films? What would that have called, called been called? Streets of Fire. I don't know the film, but I know the Bruce Springsteen song. Streets of Fire. Red Heat. Awful. And he wrote the screenplay for the crime drama The Gateway. Never, never heard of it. He's produced the Alien films unbelievable that's cool so he's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award folks no he's getting a Glory to the Filmmaker achievement I think so that's that's cool great I would have given it to Willem Dafoe the Lifetime the Career Achievement Award because I think he deserves it and he was here Christoph Waltz was here and uh, who else was here Uh, who that lady who got in that movie I don't know uh, it's a lady in the movie. She was here, too. Um, that's it. We're going to end it. Uh, hopefully, you'll find the other content on this very page more fulfilling and satisfying than this very poor daily. But we are very tired. It's been a very tiring day. But I think everything has gone smoothly. So I'm just trying to do the best I can. You know what I'm saying? As the only native English speaker in the, in the, in the team. I'm the guy who's tasked to do this I wonder how this show will survive when I'm gone which is in two days actually tomorrow you'll be happy to know is my final daily from Venice so uh, everybody will be happy to know that um, guys thank you very much for, do- for joining us thank you for doing this and uh, thank you for appreciating what we make, what we do keep following us on Facebook on, on Instagram for the live stuff pretty good stuff watch high quality videos of everything that we do on venice not everything actually i'm sorry everything we do here because the other studio is slowly becoming irrelevant oh one guy one person is currently watching us, which is nice uh david any any do do you want to tell us something live like any comments on any films that we haven't talked about that uh just I can read out loud just to have something because we literally had nothing, and I literally snubbed a career achievement award winning at, at this festival, which means I'm not. I'm probably not going to be allowed back. We can wait. He sent a fire. He sent a fire yes. file. Uh, a flame. Oh, he sent flames. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that now, but uh cool. All right, folks. It's about time we get out of here. There's going to be an Italian yes, daily now. Gorgeous, he said. Please, uh, and uh, good. Good thing she's, you, she. she you, good thing you don't have a mic, Federica. Penelope Cruz is a dream. Cruz is a dream? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean in what way? Because let's call him and, and ask him. In what way does he think Penelope Cruz is a dream? Uh, all right all right okay okay well anyways look let's go thank you very much for joining us we'll have plenty more guests coming up coming our way on this radio call studio and uh, check out all our podcasting content on fred.fm a few people have already found them and i've been tagged on them thank you very much for doing that because i really appreciate it it's all about publicity at the end of the day isn't it that's what it is so folks Thank you very much. Again, I said thank you very much like about 10 times. Stay healthy, stay safe, stay strong, and stay tuned to Fred Film Radio, the festival insider. Fred Film Radio, 24-7 on Fred.fm and smartphone apps.